To be or not to be, that is the question. A horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. Don't be so dramatic. Hello and welcome to Don't Be So Dramatic. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Jason B. Moore. And welcome to episode 19. 19, nearly 20, but 19, yes. Yes. What were you doing when you were 19? You were asked. Oh, oh, it was only yesterday. Um, I was just leaving drama school, yeah. You were just leaving? Oh, yes, because you went when you were 16, didn't you? Yeah, so, or I'd left, yeah, just leaving, yeah. Oh, my God. So, uh, Crazy. Okay, big, big wild world, isn't it? Big yeah. wild world, isn't it? Become a man. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's such a classy show, this. Isn't it? Anyway, so uh, if anyone hasn't guessed already, we are not presently sitting next to each other. We're doing this over Skype. Yes. So I, I'm in southwest London and you're in... Southeast London. Oh, there you go. <laughs> There's a link somewhere. There's yeah. Somewhere, yeah. And uh, we haven't really got much. We were just trying to plan out a show just a second ago. So uh, we've got a few things we want to talk about this week. But last week was the Sir Derek Jacobi off the record. Yes, which I couldn't be there, but you got to, to got to meet him and listen to it and be there in person, which I hear was very, uh, was great. It was great and a nice man, oh, I would say. It was incredible. I, I think everyone, I speak for everyone that was in the audience and perhaps everyone that's listened to it, when it was just to say that it was so inspiring. And I I think he's just kind of got this energy about him that it's just, it just draws you in and you're just captivated. I know I was captivated on every single word he said. Yeah, it's interesting when you sort of, people at that level, they're just normal people. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to other people. But no, so yeah, so that must have been really exciting to meet him and I'm sure people got from the whooping and the wailing and the laughing that, that he, he did said some nice things that people could uh, take and and use and that sort of stuff which is what all those these sorts of things are all about really so yeah good. yeah definitely definitely there's one thing he said and we'll touch upon it in a little bit as well when he said i think i i took the quote from the show and i think i tweeted it from our account and just sort of said he said hold on i'll find it exactly it was about crying and oh yeah did you see that did you see how i posted it yes about to to to, to not right to um basically you, you shouldn't be the one that's crying you should they they're the ones that cry is that is that was that right yeah he said um yeah yeah he said he said that basically it, the sight of you crying might make people cry yes you might be able to make people cry by you crying but in mm. fact if you try not to cry you Trying not to cry will make the audience cry for you, which is exactly what Michael Caine says on on the the, uh, the clip that, that that's on the website. Is that Michael Caine says the same? He says, but especially he was related to a, a, a man saying that the fact of a man not quite crying but going to cry, the audience should do the crying for you. Yeah, because it's harder for a man to cry. I think yeah. is what so, he's saying. Is what Michael Caine was saying. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that, but it, but that's what he's saying. So he, you know, he knows what he's talking about. On this was on film, he was talking about, and and it's the same with with any sort of emotion uh, is to not show it, but to go there, and so that they they are they meaning the audience or or whoever are with you and take that take that from you and go with you as opposed to you just laying it out for them. Yeah. 
Um, so again, I think I've quoted this before. Uh, Robert Lepage, the French-Canadian director, said, do you want to be in the audience watching the actor and saying, oh, he's really good, I can really feel, I can really understand what he's saying? Or do you want to be there going, I'm with you, I'm I'm understanding, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. What, you know, that's up to you what kind of actor you want to be. Yeah, it's... I, I, I'm not trying to misquote Derek Jacoby, but I think that what he, that's what he's trying to he's say. He's basically said that. He said that you've got, you want people, I think, was it him or was it Michael Caine or perhaps something else? I, I've heard it recently. I think it was Derek Jacoby as well, saying that you don't want people to say he's a wonderful actor. Oh, he's brilliant. You want people to enjoy the experience. That was and, that was definitely Michael Caine on that clip. I definitely was said. it. I think that maybe Joe Jackie said the same. I think he did say something very similar that it's it's become you know you don't want to be that kind of actor that mm. is doing it for themselves. He said, "Who are you? Who else are you doing it for? You're doing it for the audience." Yeah, and to yeah. be to be out uh, to have to kind of have an awareness of being having a, like a third eye in the audience. Yes, yeah, the same as same as when you you're rehearsing a play, and because uh, when I'm when I'm rehearsing a play, when it gets closer to performance time I bring some friends in that I really trust and say watch the the, the run and if there is points that you're thinking well that doesn't make sense write it down so it's like they're noting me because I know the play really well the actors know the play really well we know what it's all about uh, but but we have to see, we've got to make sure that we're not doing it for ourselves mm. so that's why I get people to come in and if there's little bits they go what does that mean they go oh okay that's I need to address that because um, that you know, maybe not everyone will get that, and I, I do because I've been working on this damn thing. Yeah. So, so it's important to always have that in mind that it's not you're not doing it for yourselves. You're a part of it, but it's everyone's a part of it. Yeah, that's a really good point actually. Having other people listen in or or, or come in and watch because there may be things that you think are clear that aren't clear to the audience yeah. yet. Completely, completely. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. good. So I hope everyone enjoyed that talk and I think I said on Twitter that just retweet, share the hell out of it because the kind of, I think the more people that listen to that, I think all actors should listen to that because it's just so inspiring and it's motivating. It's it's an hour of your time. That's a bit annoying, yeah. isn't it? It's a bit annoying, yeah. Your phone. That is a bit annoying. Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, mate. Can I call you back? Okay, cheers, mate. Bye. So I'll be cutting that out then. <laughs> Do you think? Leave it in. No, leave it in. Um, no, I was just going to say that uh, also what you said is very valid, but also the fact that he, it was just uh, him and 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 an audience of, of members of the Actors Centre. So it's not like a BBC interview or a, or a newspaper or magazine interview. So it would be more personable to mm. actors and performers. So it's it's more valuable than reading his biography or anything like that. Although I should say shouldn't say that go and buy his biography but i'm just saying <laughs> there's 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 more there's, there's value in in that closeness and being all actors in together yeah uh, thing creating yeah. that family like you've talked about before as well yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah so moving on uh some very sad news this week i think was yesterday or the day before uh the passing of roger lloyd pack the yes yes very famous for Only Fools and Horses. And, and Edgar Dibley and many other sort of good comedies. He's a very good comic actor and great serious actor because in, in in the movie uh, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy, he plays a little, he plays Gary Oldman's little 
spy sort of sidekick, but it's very deadpan and very. Oh really? I haven't seen that film. Is it a good film? It's a very good movie and a very good masterclass. Again, uh, Gary Oldman, <laughs> another great hero, is a great. He does one scene where he's talking with. Uh, I can't remember, but anyway, and it's just basically camera and him. Wow. And close up, and he's talking about the past. Uh, and that's brilliant masterclass in uh, just just talking, talk, talking to the camera. Brilliant. But yes, yeah, so he was in that movie, and he was. I I think I saw him in um, Dealer's Choice, which is a play by Patrick Marver at Trafalgar Studios. And he was quite scary in that as well. So. Really? I can imagine him being quite scary, actually. He's got he that bad. Yeah, obviously we're not talking about Gary Oldman anymore. No. Uh, Richard <laughs> Lloyd. But yeah, so he was very good. In, he was very good in that. And there was a, there was one section in the, the play, because it's about a card game sort of thing, is that he comes in and he says, I want a Snickers bar. And this is in a restaurant. Oh, okay, and he says, and I want you to cut it up, and the and the guy has to cut the Snickers bars up really slowly in front of him, and it's quite scary. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, no, so yeah, so that's a bit of a, a sad loss um, to to the world of acting. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, just we mentioned, we just touched upon it earlier about the Michael Caine video. We've added a, a couple of sort of snippet um, excerpts on our. Don't say dramatic website, and one of them was from Michael Caine. It was a video, a videoed radio interview, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's uh, it's quite an interesting one with Michael Caine because he he talks about obviously film acting, and he talks about having the camera on you and which eye to look at the actor so that the, so that your face is open to the camera. So if I remember rightly, he's saying look look with your eye was in theatre terms downstage eye so that the camera gets you picks you up and it's really interesting uh because people think oh i'll just do some film and stand in front of the camera but that techniques are important there's another technique that i think he said that jack nicholson had said is that you when you're looking at the camera and you've got to look away you you can move your head very slowly, but your eyes stay with the camera for a really long time so they can't stay there anymore, and then they go, because the camera will stay on you. Right. So all these little techniquey things obviously clearly are important. Yeah, and he yeah. mentioned about uh, blinking. He said, if you're a strong character, don't blink, and if you're yeah, right. a weak character, blink more than normal. That's right, because a strong character will hold the attention uh, where a weak character shows nervousness or insecurity or or whatever but it but yes film acting is is again it is about doing nothing which we'll talk about Robert De Niro in a minute about doing nothing but it is techniques are all there just the same as theatre so you still need to reach your mark you still need to do all that sort of stuff yeah Uh, but still the art of doing nothing yeah so check that out on our website don'tbesodramatic.com I think it's on still on the front page but it'll be under videos or yeah. section if it isn't but you just said about the robert de niro that's brilliant for for one minute the clip is yes yeah. <laughs> for one minute it just says don't do anything i was like yay <laughs> um yeah again don't do don't do anything don't don't plan don't don't uh just react basically uh being in the moment and just do nothing and don't 
yeah, just just be and do. I think is basically what he's saying. Yeah, he says you just you don't have to do anything, and and it's <laughs> and it's so hard to not do anything. It's surprisingly hard, isn't it? Yeah, because we because obviously it's a script. <laughs> it's not you know it's not said just unless you're doing an improvised film, but. But uh, so we plan it and we think, oh, how are we going to... We don't need to do that. As long as we know what what the objective is and what uh, what objective as a character and of the scene is, you just go and be and do. So this week we've got a book recommendation for people, yes. haven't we? We certainly have. And it was from our previous guest, written by a previous guest in episode 17, Frank Barry. Yes. And it's called Acting Shakespeare for Auditions and Examinations Handbook. And I've um, read it first. I read it first, and now you've read it. And yes, I've think? read it as well. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, there's lots of sections that I'd skipped because I don't act anymore. But, but uh, you know, there's a whole line learning uh, section. There's all about how to be in, in auditions um and sorts of things, and uh, and there's obviously got speeches in it, and talks about them, and talks about them in the audition situation as opposed to sort of in the play. Yeah, um, and things to, to to how to behave in that situation. So um, yeah, exactly. I mean, and also he said, I think he, he mentioned something in there, and I didn't actually know this because I'm not that up on my Shakespeare, but he said that 40 years after Shakespeare died, did only did did women only just start playing the female roles? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and also, after... after There's a whole period, like, a long time, where his plays weren't performed. Yeah. So, you know, after he died, there's a long period where, oh, this is boring. So they weren't performed again, and, and I think... Before Victorian times, obviously, but Victorian times, the Victorian times is when it really became in big again but um but yeah no it's uh yeah absolutely men obviously were playing all of his roles all sorts of stuff so uh but i mean he talks about um i'm just flicking through the book actually right now he talks about um if you want to do uh like mark antony's speech from from anthony cleopatra uh, sorry julius caesar friends romans countrymen he says you know it's a good speech but i wouldn't do that one because it requires the mob to to react to you yeah to, to do the speech so and now that you've heard that you think well of course it makes perfect sense but but you may not think that before so yeah there's a lot of good advice in there um and gives some good speeches and talks some good stuff and of course he's a great very nice good man and gave us some nice things to talk about so yes so that's a good book it's called acting shakespeare for auditions and examinations um, and i think you could pick it up on amazon i, I yes. checked on there i think it's reduced on amazon at the moment so go over to amazon and search for frank barry's book there and pick it up it's worth worth having i'm going to keep it close mm. at hand when when you give it back to me if you give it back to me well we'll see yeah <laughs> so yeah no, that's good good so the other thing we were talking about before we started recording was physical comedy, and you were saying, is it because you're you're doing a play at the moment, or you're reading um, a play well, that I'm you'll be directing? Because I'm going to be doing the government inspector in the summer. Yeah, summer. Uh, so I was reading it, and it's it's you know, it's quite funny. The version I'm reading is really good, and uh, it's it lends itself very much to physical comedy. And I was just thinking about this doing nothing thing at the same time. And I was thinking, even though you are doing physical comedy, which is doing something, I think that the old cliche of 
of not playing comedy for comedy really does exist. Um, and it's a real cliche, but I think it's very true. And I think that doing nothing, which we relate to uh, drama, I think is related to comedy as well. And, but you're obviously just still in the moment of the time, so don't add on. I think it's harder to do with comedy, would you say? Well, I don't know. I well, suppose physical it's comedy, yes. Yes, physical uh, comedy, because you, you, you expect to be over the top and you expect to get the laughs, you have to be in their faces. Yeah, I think I think once you've once you've maybe uh, it's the other way around. Once you've done all the, the knowing of what is when and what's happening when physically, how you're doing it, sort of choreographed it in a sense. Uh, maybe it's doing it the other way around, and and then just being doing and just remembering each time. I mean, if you this if you've only once seen uh, One Man Two Governors, um, the, the the guy that plays the waiter who is brilliant uh he was falling down the stairs and takes ages to fall down the stairs and he's hovering and hovering and hovering (laughs) forever um and you know he's going to go and fall but you're not quite sure so and obviously there's a crash mat and all that sort of stuff so he and when he does fall it is absolutely hilarious and all the other physical stuff in that that play um it's brilliant, you know, this bit where he's the, um, the lead character is hitting himself and having a double conversation with himself and hitting himself and saying, what are you doing? And all this sort of stuff. Um, and there, is a clip, there was a clip on it that um, What's-His-Face did it for the 50 years of the National Theatre. The, you know, that is... It was, James Corden. That's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was very much felt like nothing because he was doing something. I know I've totally contradicted myself, but I think obviously... Maybe they worked all that out and then he took it all off. I don't know, but I'm just saying that there is the same, they're from the same comedy and tragedy, they're the same friends. <laughs> well, they yeah. said they said that anyone, I think, was it uh, Hugh Bonneville or, or someone that we, we had or we did a podcast with or an off the record with said that the best comedians can do the best drama because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, if God. you can do comedy, you can do drama. There's masses of examples. There's, there's, there was an, an old vaudeville comedy actor called Norman Wisdom. <laughs> Have you heard of him? Yes, of course. He, uh, you know, was a comedy, and he was doing his Mr. Grinsdale thing for years and years and years, and just a comedy man. And then he did a, did a TV thing, I think it was set in prison, and the director was saying, oh, I don't know if this is going to work with, with him. I, know, I, don't, I don't know if he can do it. And Norman Wisdom went in, and he just completely went crazy at him, like a crazy man, crazy, crazy, crazy. And then he said, well, that do. And so they went, oh, okay, oh, God, yeah, you can do it, because he was so convincing having a go at this director. Really? And just did it. And there's, there's many examples. Uh, Ronnie Barker did a few um, straight stuff as well. And, uh, yeah, no, I just think, yeah, I think that's um, that's a rubbish old myth that, that comedians can, can't do straight acting it's just rubbish <laughs> of course they can yeah, um, yeah. They're, 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 they're two sides of the same coin come put in tragedy well so. d- well well put well put sir <laughs> um so let's end on some uh a really funny note here because i it's obviously oscar nominations time there's a lot of talk about the oscars and, and all this kind of thing we're not going to talk about oscars that's boring we don't want to talk about that I want to talk to you, Jason, about the Razzie Awards. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to hear the nominations for the Razzie Awards? 
Oh, come on then. So the Razzie Awards, I, I, I assume everyone knows that the Razzie Awards are... Are they called Razzie or Razzle? The Razzie, I thought they were the Razzies, but maybe they're the Razzles. No, Razzles maybe something a bit rude. But anyway, go on. <laughs> the Razzie Awards, so they're, they're for the worst actors and the worst films of, yeah. of the year. And uh, it's fantastic. And it's quite a privilege, I think, to... to there's a famous, I think, uh, Sandra Bullock done a famous kind of speech of accepting a Razzie or something she was over, uh, overacting and yes. crying and um so we've got the, the the film leading the way on the Razzie nominations is Adam Sandler's Grown Ups 2 oh okay including he's got uh it, it's Grown Ups 2 has been nominated for Worst Picture yeah and a lot of others but Adam Sandler has been uh, nominated for Worst Actor. Oh dear, okay. <laughs> so he's lead, that, that film is leading uh, the runnings with eight nominations. Next, oh, wow. f- behind with six nominations, is Will Smith's After Earth. Oh, oh with, is, that, is that the one with his son? It is the one with his son. And okay. uh, yeah. if anyone's... I never saw Grown Ups 2, but I have seen After Earth, and I agree, it was horrendous it was awful it was awful it was just so boring it was unbelievable it's a sci-fi wasn't it it was yeah yeah um then in uh then we've got the lone ranger which was starring johnny depp and uh johnny depp has also been nominated for worst actor so uh, because that was a a huge huge flop from disney and then we've got Um, others is that anime no, it wasn't animated. No, yeah. no, no, it wasn't. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go it, on. Was, it was just, yeah, terrible. Uh, and then we've got... Uh, who else? We've got Ashton Kutcher for the role of Steve Jobs. He had a... There was a, there was a, a, a biopic called Jobs about the life of Steve Jobs. Called Jobs? And he, Yes, called Jobs. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's pretty bad. So just a bit of history. The previous winners... Uh, of the Razzies, the the, the best kind of um, no, the film that won the most Razzies last year, mm. the year before, was Twilight: Breaking Dawn Part Two, and uh, okay. that that won seven Razzies last year, including worst movie and worst performances. Right, but the thing is, it's actually quite cool to get one now. I would imagine it is because it wasn't. It was it was embarrassing a few years ago, but now I think it's quite cool to get one. And they, actually, I think some sometimes these people actually go. And accept their awards. Yes, they do. I think, yeah. Oh, why wouldn't you? I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So uh, forget all the seriousness of the Oscars. The Razzies yeah. is where it where it's at. Yeah, and, there's a, and the Baftas are going to come out soon as well. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I think that concludes our nineteenth episode. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> next week we will be no longer be teenagers. No, no. You'll <laughs> probably sound like anyway, but anyway. Yes. So um, we've mentioned a website, don'tbesodramatic.com. If you have five minutes, it would be great if you could rate us on iTunes out of five stars. Just click the stars rating and um, that'd be good. Have you got anything else to say? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week with <laughs> some guests and be, we'll be sitting next to each other, I'm sure, next week. So thanks everyone for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. I'm Jason B. Moore. Don't be so dramatic. Bye-bye.